going, everybody? That's right. If you're hearing my voice, it is another magical episode of the Coven Podcast, where we talk all things controversial bubbling up in the cauldron. And uh, you might have found us via social media, and that's what we're talking about today. Please follow us at ByteBSU. <laughs> Shameless plug. Or follow me. I'm Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. And joining me today is... Ashley Curry, the Witch of Heroes. And... Matthew Yab, the Druid of Depression. <laughs> at Matt Yapish on Twitter. Hit me up. At Matt Yap at Twitter. Yes. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter, guys. DM us. Slide in those DMs. Slide right. <laughs> so, social media has uh, been called a lot of things over the last couple years, but it kind of the bane of our social community, it's destroyed people socializing with each other on social media. Fun fact, I can't look at Daily during this whole podcast because I don't know how to socialize. I stare at a wall the entire time. He tweets all his comments, and then I just play back the audio. It's like Microsoft Sam. Yeah. It's Microsoft Matt. That's why I have this weird grainy voice is because I'm actually on a speaker. Right. Because we can't interact with each other because we're addicted to social media. So social media addiction or just the overuse of social media has often especially been associated with younger generations as an inherently bad thing or that social media has been the driving force behind a lot of problematic things you know like uh election fraud and like <laughs> russian collusion oh, and you know russian bots being like but her emails and oh, um cyberbullying and Super peddling conspiracy theories uh, and misinformation uh, and fake news and uh, but also cute pictures of cats. I yeah. love it. Can we go back? Okay, low Puppies. key. You know how that's kind of worth it though. <laughs> like honestly, like there's been a lot of times where it's like, wow, I actually think that I would be happier with my life if I just unplugged from social media. But I think it's just become so such a part of everyday life that mm -hmm. you kind of can't without missing out on a significant amount of what's happening in the world yeah. or what the cutest cat on the internet is lately. Like, that's a priority for me. I'm not going to lie, guys. It's really fair. Yeah. I mean, most accounts I follow are corgi accounts now. Like, so, like, I just have puppies, like, all throughout my Instagram. I feed. love a corgi. Corgis are beautiful. Corgi. Who discovered corgis, I wonder? I don't know, because... The Welsh. The Welsh. You're right. Yeah. You're right. They, they're they like little horses for yeah. fairies. Yes. Like, that's the... like. But like, I learned about that on social media. <laughs> there Back you go. to social media, guys. But social media. So, especially, uh, unfortunately, every time a national tragedy comes up, mm -hmm. like what has happened in the last... It's been a week now? Yes. It's yes. been a week since, I don't know when this podcast will come out, but it's been a week since um, the Parkland, Florida shooting. And since then, a lot of attention has been turned to social media, not only in terms of uh, various protests against uh, or for gun regulation and um, people who were actually involved in um, the shooting being able to speak out and not have their narratives appropriated by news media and then news media tweeting about things and everyone kind of has a place to comment on what's happening that's kind of the beauty and the ugliness of social media i think is that yeah. everyone has an equal voice essentially is equal proper word to uh, use here it's debatable everyone has the same opportunity yeah yeah i don't know if it, 
it's kind equal of voices. depends on your following. Like a news outlet might have like millions of followers, and you might have like hundreds. But, like, right. Not exactly equal, but right, right. But so, um, social media has especially become prominent in national conversation because. What usually happens after a national tragedy like a school shooting is the the typical uh, rigmarole of thoughts and prayers posts, thoughts and prayers statements. Because it's too soon to talk about laws. Come on now. You're politicizing yes, it. Exactly. All the tweets saying, like, how dare you try to politicize this tragedy and what these people have gone through. But this time around... In reply, like in the thread underneath those tweets, people, uh, students involved in the Parkland shootings have been like, actually, let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Because I almost died and I know people who did die and we need to do something to change this before it happens again. Because at this point in the U.S., we are averaging a mass shooting every 60 hours, not days, hours. Hard. It core. is. The first day of March, as of this recording, we are not three months into the no. year. It's it's something. It's something. There's a lot of posts like that going around as well. Um, various calls to action. And um, I'd like to go to an aside here. So I, I mentioned before, social media, one of its evils is conspiracy peddling. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not just on the darkest corners of the internet anymore. It's kind of right up in center because there are people who honestly believe that people who survive mass shootings are actually crisis actors. Yeah. I would. Mean, that's the worst part. Is I wish it was just like the Parkland shooting thing, but this has like always been a thing. Cause crisis actors were always a thing, and that's just so annoying. Sandy Hook shooting. Yeah, Alex Jones is a firm believer that Sandy Hook was uh, orchestrated by the government in order to try to push gun regulation, yeah. and that. It's that Obama administration, man. They were they'd do anything. Right. Yeah, they yeah. kill children for gun. Yeah. In minute, yeah, regulation, but uh, especially like. Just calling out like that specific kid. I think his name is Daniel Hogg. Mm-hmm. I, um, and yeah. it's like pictures of him and they're like circling his ear and there's like there's an earpiece. He's being fed information like his dad works for the FBI. And everyone knows that if you work for the FBI, that means that like the entire family is involved. Oh, of course. So your father works for the FBI. You're in the FBI. Therefore, you're a crisis actor. <laughs> I like I like the jump. I'm just like getting out like the red string and making the connections <laughs> here, like full uh, on. It's always sunny style. Here's the thing, and I have a conspiracy theory about their conspiracy theories. Oh, we're getting oh, meta yeah. here. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I genuinely don't believe that anyone thought that they were. Well, I don't believe any of the people who proposed it. I'm sure some people bought into it, but I don't think any of the people who proposed it actually thought they were crisis actors. I really did. Just I genuinely believe it was a way for them to change the conversation because the people who proposed it and the people who were continuing to push this narrative were all people who were very like, let us keep our guns, don't talk about the anti-gun thing. And so rather than news outlets talking about like gun debate, these teenagers want us to have more gun control. Rather than talking about that, now all the major news networks are talking about, is he a crisis actor? Why are people saying he's a crisis actor? I just think it was a way for them to change the narrative into something different. I don't think they actually thought they were crisis actors. And I think that's why they people, because like we said this in the first time, I think that's why anytime they throw out some wild conspiracy of theory about what actually happened is because they don't want to have the real conversation. Right. It's discrediting and distracting 
It's yeah. like, actually, yeah. this, look away from the real issue here. <laughs> pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Exactly. He's a crisis actor. <laughs> Don't pay attention to him. <laughs> <laughs> the wizard was just a crisis actor, and that's a fact. 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 I know about it because I read it on the internet. That yes. means it must be true. Of course. So, yeah. Uh, what, even though, like, it's been awful that things like that have gotten national attention at the same time, I'm just really glad that to see, like, these people's uh, Twitter accounts, like, mm-hmm. the kids who were involved in, like, were on the floor in the classrooms hearing shots ringing out in their high school, which is not where you should ever they have should to hear that safe. ever. It is a place of learning. Yes. And it's where you should be able to feel safe. Um, maybe, like, the most unsafe you should feel is that you're not going to get a good lunch because it's going to be taco Tuesday again and yeah. you're sick of it. And like or you look at the standardized test and you're like, I don't know anything. Yeah. So. That's the most anxiety you should be having. Yes. But instead we have mass shootings. But anyway, these, these kids are and I say kids and it, they are children. Like, it's weird looking back and being like, wow, when I was their age, I like didn't even have a Twitter yet. Like I wasn't right. doing things like this. Um, they're I able... actually, I, I had a MySpace from age like 12 oh on. My God. So, oh yeah, I was ready. Uh, when you came <laughs> out of my page, it played MCR. It was great. I had my nice emo boy hair. I was having a good old time Did on you MySpace. take bathroom mirror selfies? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's another kind of a, a bad part of social media is that that lives forever. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's just the I, nature you, of the internet. Lord knows I didn't delete my page. No, it's out there yeah. somewhere. That would be an interesting find. <laughs> Anyone wants to link us that? <laughs> just go hook up Matt Yapish on MySpace. That was your username there, too? No, it wasn't. Oh, my gosh. Um, anyway, but... It's it's been really cool to see them actually like speaking out and like retweeting people like uh, Tommy Lauren, Tammy, Tammy Lauren, Tammy Lasagna, whatever her name is. But she's usually one that's very vocal and gets a lot of retweets in terms of talking about like we need to not politicize this and actually these kids shouldn't be doing blah blah blah. And mm. then them actually directly able to reply and being like, ah, uh, you're appropriating I, my narrative. Say I would really like to. <laughs> Like, hey, actually, actually, yeah, no, because so many people came on. They were like, "We can't let these people like let these kids' stories turn into a gun debate." And the kids were like, "Well, I would sure like to." (laughs) Can we do this? Like, how can you tell them that they can't share their stories? Like, if they want it to be about gun control, then let it be about gun control. Like. Yeah, everything up till now has always been like, well, think of the kids. We can't have gay marriage. Think of the kids. And then the kids speak up and it's like, shh, 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 quiet. Well, I think another thing is like, this is, since Columbine, this is the first major high school shooting. We get a, we've got, had a couple of elementary schools and stuff, but yeah. like, this yeah. is God, that statement. And just, colleges. It's Ugh. dark, yeah. yeah. Man, yeah, yeah. It It feels different, like. I hate that there's so many that I'm able to compare to, but this one feels especially different mm-hmm. because of the immediate action that has taken place. Yes. Whether or not I agree with that action or not, but things have gotten rolling and it, it feels different this time. Yeah, I think it says something that like when all this first happened, I was reading and it was like the list of the top like most deadly mass shootings in the U.S., Columbine's not even on the list anymore. It's been knocked down oh, yeah. to the point that it's no longer on it. And I'm like, wow. And that happened that happened before I was born. So that's been at least 20 years. Yeah. So I'm like, mm, 
this hasn't changed yet like it's still happening yeah Yeah. and something i wanted to ask you guys too especially when things like this happen it's been a week but i have seen a lot less than i initially did on like my facebook feed my twitter feed about this do you think that because of social media and because you are constantly seeing these things it just becomes exhausting to the point that you kind of want to sweep it under the rug and forget about it after a certain amount of time yeah um emma gonzalez who's one of the girls who uh was part of the school she became really prominent in the whole movement thing she's up to 1.1 million twitter followers But at this point, now she's just a part of your timeline. You scroll past her tweet about change because I think I really like social media. Love it a ton. Can't really remember much of time before it. But uh, yeah, honestly. Yeah. And so I think what that did unfortunately do is because the way social media works is we have a very short attention span because as soon as you get past that tragedy aspect, there's something even crazier online. Now Kylie Jenner just had her first photos with her baby, and now you're looking at that instead. There's just always something new. Twitter only lets stuff stay on its like trending thing for so long, and then they replace it. So like you can only have it in the forefront for so long with social media to where now it's just gone in the back of your head again. Right. It really makes me wonder about like times in the, like in the '60s, like that would have been like because it would have been constantly in the news, mm-hmm. but. You know, you're not constantly plugged into the news. Maybe once a day you're reading the newspaper and that's what you're looking at. So that sticks with you for the rest of the day, the rest of the week, the rest of the month. Whereas this is like on to the next thing. Something else has happened halfway across the world that, you know, we wouldn't have even heard of half of the tragedies that have happened in the past because we don't have those same communication channels that we do now. But we know that everyone's suffering everywhere at this point. No, one of the big things for me is, like, I was originally, like, looking really into the gun debate thing. And then another wild tragedy happened is they just passed laws to uh, take away white people's land in South Africa. It's part of their apartheid laws. Their new president, really not a fan of the white Africans. Uh, And so there's all these, like, discriminatory laws and really dangerous things going on in Africa and a lot of violence being against white South Africans. You guys look into that. That's not what this podcast is about, but there's some things to look into there. Social issues. Social issues. But yeah, and so like you said, it just immediately like there's some tragedy going on in the world that with the internet you're gonna hear about. Where like you said, in the newspaper in the sixties, you probably wouldn't hear about. If you did, you'd hear about it in the back of the newspaper about uh, white South Africans, uh, apartheid, dangerous, you know. And it's like yeah. I'm, I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Switch away. What? What? You just flip the flip the page and it's gone. And I think one of the things about social media too that's both like great and terrible at the same time it's like a really double-edged blade um you can hear about people's personal tragedies Mm -hmm. and that gives you the ability to like maybe help them out maybe they have a gofundme maybe they're like oh my gosh my mom's dying of cancer and we can't afford the uh insurance payments etc and you're able to be like oh my gosh let me help you out or let me give this a signal boost as people often do and like retweet that so that more people can see that and more people can help But at the same time, then it's like all the more overwhelming. It's like everything bad that has ever could happened is happening immediately right now. And you kind of have to keep staring at that unless you unfollow and only follow cat accounts. And even then sometimes. Which is a valid option. Which is a valid option. Like, honestly, sometimes you need to do that for the sake of sanity. Um, Which kind of brings me to, um, I think. 
social media a lot of the time winds up just for oftentimes we say for the sake of sanity becomes kind of an echo chamber in terms of unfollowing people who have been sharing problematic things or things that you don't agree with or posting a lot and you have that option to just be like I don't want to see this person's posts yeah but does that also take away that point of view that then you're unfamiliar and unable to empathize with yeah I think so. I mean, personally, I have family members that I am on the opposite spectrum of politically and on a lot of social issues. And I have certain family members that like to get into arguments on posts. And, like, so I see all those things. And, like, yes, I've thought about deleting them. But I'm, like, it also keeps me informed on, like, that what's not my viewpoint, like, what is going on on that side. So I think if you take away that, you're taking away, like, part of yourself being self-educated like it's easy to like be like oh i only want to see things that are my opinion but then that's kind of like putting like horse blinders on yourself like yeah. and not seeing that there's another side to everything mm-hmm. whether or not you agree with it or not right yeah i'm super liberal so like check my bias here but uh <laughs> the one thing that i genuinely believe is i think that social media tends to lean pretty liberal and i think it's very kind of I'll say difficult to be conservative on social media. Not to uh, people do it though. Truly. Oh yeah, people, I'll say not to it. say it doesn't happen. Like you, you guys go for it. But uh, uh, I think if you, a lot of times the way we base social media is we'll say celebrities. People tend to follow, like we said, in mass. Like celebrities, that's what kind of who it's oriented to. And a lot of celebrities are liberal. Not all of them obviously, but a lot of them are, especially actors and stuff. And so Mm -hmm. uh, we tend to take their voices as like the ultimate and everyone who's disagreeing with them is is awful, which is why you see a lot of like, I feel like conservatives have to congregate into smaller sections. Like there's like uh, the Donald on Reddit and like there's specific, I feel like sections of social media that are just for conservative people, which I think just creates this divide where no one wants to listen to one another to where if someone says something conservative rather than ever considering their views, you and a thousand other people are just going to jump on them about why they're wrong and ignorant. And it's, it, there's no room for debate on social media and it's just, it's awful. Yeah. It's, we're in a very polarized climate at this point where it's, you're on one end or you're on the other if you're in the center, you're probably actually on one of the ends. You're just saying that you're not, but you are. And even if you are in the middle, both sides are going to say you're for the other side. Like. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. um, I know recently I saw on the front page of Reddit, they were talking about the Donald, how it's kind of imploding right now because Donald Trump has said something about, you know, maybe we should take away guns. And then yep. everyone's like, he's actually a liberal. He was a liberal the entire time. And da, 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 and it just is it's one or the other. There is no middle ground whatsoever. But um, and. It, it's hard because I do think that Donald Trump's a liberal. <laughs> Donald Trump's a liberal. <laughs> if Pinocchio was here, they'd just be like, whoop. <laughs> but uh, but it's hard because I think that social media could be a really great found. It maybe at one time was, but it hasn't been in my lifespan. Uh, somewhere where you can have those conversations and debates and be like well i'm coming at it from this angle and it's like okay i respect that but have you considered this and it's like i guess i would have to look more into that that's not what happens in comments that's not what happens in people retweeting other people even if like you personally are like that has some merit i feel like there's something that people are like well i can't admit that because then i'm admitting that i'm wrong 
and then I'm discrediting my There's entire girls movement. on the internet. People can't know I'm wrong. Oh my gosh. <laughs> they're they're going to find me and the make fun are of me. The girls see this. <laughs> the girls. Oh no. <laughs> but yeah, it is that like, oh no. Like if if people know that I have conceded to anything if I have said, well, maybe there is some merit to right. uh, you know, maybe we should have guns in certain capacity. If you like edge into that then you're suddenly on the other side that you don't necessarily agree with it is social media especially uh has that power to amplify your voice which is sometimes used for good but a lot of the times it's used for evil yeah, and taking sometimes things, you're just screaming <laughs> yeah taking things out of context and super fun stuff like that that's what's also annoying about the internet is you can find anything to fit your narrative. Like there's always an article on the internet yeah. that's going to make it sound like you're correct. And so when both people can do that on the internet, they're like, no, look how right I am. And yeah. it's just, there's there's never going to be a time you can convince someone. Yeah. It's yeah. like pointless. Like I know people who will go through like news comments and like try to debate with people. And I'm like, you're just wasting. Like it's not going to help. You're not going to change. Like I get what I get. You're trying good intentions, but like. Yeah, I, social media is not unfortunately not the place where that's gonna happen. I'll say I don't think you can ever change someone's mind on social media. Yeah, yeah, that's why whenever I see things uh, like articles that we read about talking about, you know, like has social media silenced debate? Are we all trapping ourselves into echo chambers? I think it's like we still see what's happening online and the other side of the debate oftentimes, but it's just like you don't want to get into it because it's just that's just gonna take over everything forever. If you get involved in something, there's no end to it. There's no, I see that we disagree on this, but I'm glad we had this chat. Right. (laughs) Like, that's not what's going to happen. I remember I, when I was like 14 on MySpace, got into a fight with somebody (laughs) about um, which which, uh, Panic! at the Disco album was the best. The answer's pretty odd, and I stand by it. (laughs) But uh, they had, like, linked me to an article about uh, how Brendan Urie had said that... uh, Vices and Virtues was his favorite. And I remember I deleted that post and everything about Panic <laughs> at the Disco on my MySpace page because I was like, no one can know I'm wrong. No one <laughs> As know. if opinion can be wrong. But yeah, I was just like, oh, nope, not me. That wasn't me who said that. I've never seen Panic at the Disco. <laughs> what? Panic at the what now? <laughs> Why are they panicking? <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, like confusion at the dance club. That's one of my favorite bands. Ugh. But yeah, oh, I just man. deleted everything and pretend like because I couldn't be caught wrong, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I th- I think that's a lot of the reason why people don't want to get into things is because they're they're afraid of being either proven wrong or screenshotted later and then posted onto Reddit. Uh, you know, those there's there's entire subreddits dedicated to being like, look at this idiot. R slash insane people Facebook. It's oh my, my gosh, it's okay, one of my favorites. But admittedly, insane people Facebook. <laughs> Is insane, insane people on Facebook. On this same topic, I, there was a dude on there who uh, his he had like posted as a status. He was like, "Listen, I'm not gonna fact check what I put on my Facebook. Stop telling me if it's incorrect or unfactual. It's my opinion, and if I put it on here, I believe it." Was that the one where it was oh, like, God. actually, in countries that you know didn't have guns, more shootings have happened? Yeah, and yeah. it's like. And, like, there was, like, well, it was, like, lol, but it will trigger the liberals. Yes. And it's, like. I mean, hey, if that's what you want to believe and never fact check. like Yeah. it. I think social, one of the most dangerous things about social media is that it has created, like, it's killed the idea 
of anyone has, having like expertise on anything. Like everything, everyone is an expert. Like you've read one article about something, you are now the expert. Yeah. Like I actually, in my opinion, this and like the merit of someone who like has a PhD in something and are commenting on that is now Nothing. the equivalent of you know mom on Facebook, right. who you know finished college but. I got a degree in you know like human relations and she's commenting on like actually I think SpaceX needs to go in this direction <laughs> because I read this article that said so <clears throat> and then like Elon Musk is like arguing with her <laughs> my mother who I love dearly but is a uh, high school dropout and waitress she uh, she's allowed to have political opinions but she's like um actually I really believe that the way that Donald Trump is running his campaign I read this article about why it's one of the smartest runs ever and I'm like Tiffany no. <laughs> what did I tell you about Facebook? I mean, I do know a few people who should probably be limited on their Facebook, like surfing the web, but because yeah. their and arguments are invalid and they're just like, stop. It's a choice. <laughs> it's a choice. Educate it's, yourself. But unfortunately, part of the thing too is that people who feel like they are suddenly experts in things are most likely the ones to speak up about it and yes. post about oh, yeah. it. On like people who feel like maybe they are educated on the subject, like but they're afraid to post and to get into that debate because it's just going to be a never-ending thing wherein they're never going to say, "Oh well, actually, I yield to your expertise because you went to college for this and I did not." <laughs> no, they're gonna. That's the that's the best part. If they know nothing, they'll never admit it. They'll keep no. going forever. <laughs> no, it's um. I keep seeing it on Reddit. It's like the Dunning-Kruger effect, I think. It's essentially people with the least amount of knowledge on something are the most likely to talk mm -hmm. about it as if they do, whereas people who are probably educated about something are less likely to be like, well, actually, I'm super educated about right. this. Because uh, typically when you get that kind of an education, you don't want to be like an asshole about it. Right. <laughs> like it feels like bad to be like, well, actually in my like media law class, this and this and this and this and this. And it's like, wow, you're that person posting on Facebook and being like, I'm the expert. As if an expert is actually going to like crawl out of the walls. Like a media lawyer is going to be like, no, actually you're totally wrong. Whereas your aunt Kathy is going to be like, well, in high school, which I didn't finish, <laughs> we learned this, so I think you're wrong. Also, it everyone, was 1972, but don't worry about that. Everyone on Facebook has that voice. Well, actually. actually. Well, actually. But uh, we've, we've focused a lot on the negatives of social media. Do we think that there's, there's any positives here? <laughs> Anything that can be? Uh, I made a lot of friends on the internet. Yeah. I mean, it's a way to keep connected with people that you don't get to see very often. Yeah. Like, one of my best friends I've had since, like, preschool, she lives in Mississippi now. Facebook and stuff is the only way I, like, fully get to see, like, everything going on in her life. Because it's kind of hard to communicate. Because, like, we're both busy college students and life. Yeah. There's definitely something to be said for the communities that can be created and yeah. different support structures via social mm. media that you don't get necessarily in person um i mean you can you can make friends but we're in an increasingly global world where it's like wow i would love to visit you 
but you live in Missouri and I live in Indiana and that's not going to happen anytime soon because I am a broke college student. Yes. But FaceTime, man, it's all yeah. the same. Yeah, FaceTime. And I don't know. I think it gets, I think social media allows us to get a topic started. It's not that thing where you're, like back in the day you were kind of like, we've talked about like stuck with like the newspaper and the people around you. We are able to talk and try to debate with people from the world and like, I think the fact that we can now get news so quickly, we're able to see, like, how other countries who may have gun control laws, how they differ from us, and, like, how, like, that's changed their, like, yeah. lives. Do you think that had, in this case in time right now, if we didn't have social media at the levels that we do, would it have been a different discussion about gun regulation right now? Oh, I think for sure. I think it would. I, I don't think it would have been as prominent as it probably is because of social media. Because, I mean, it had been so easy for these high schoolers who are speaking up to be silenced without social media. In my opinion, I don't think that would have been an awful thing. Not to say that they shouldn't be able to share their stories. I don't think the kids should have been i think had we not had the social media we have now it would be politicians leading this discussion i think mm -hmm. that'd be a little better mm -hmm. i'm uh, i'm of the mindset that the kids they are kids and they're not exactly even though they did live through these experiences and their experiences deserve to be heard and valid i don't think they should be the call the whole cnn town hall meeting where marco rubio debated with the six high school students I felt like that was negatively reflecting on the anti on people who were anti-gun. Even though a lot of people like saw it and they were like rallied behind, like, oh cool, the kids. But if you like actually listen to the debate, I I have an issue with the fact that an NRA representative who has spent his entire life studying law and Marco Rubio who has spent his entire life in politics is debating with six high school students who this is their introduction into politics. Mm, yeah. I feel it's negatively reflecting. Like the one kid who his like statement blew up about like, will you never take money from the NRA again? Well, yeah, that's really fun to retweet on Twitter and blow up. What does that actually mean for gun law? What Marco Rubio not accepting donations for yeah. th from the NRA matter? And also, that's just not, when you're in a real debate, if you're a real politician, you don't ask those questions because you know that those aren't realistic expectations mm. i feel like social media led us to having kids voices held yeah. to the same esteem as a politician yeah but i feel like some politicians like if we didn't like if they didn't speak up wouldn't talk about it they'd be like oh let's it's talk about this mm. it's valid. yeah i i guess i'm yeah it's it's kind of hard because i think i i definitely want people who are actually experts in things yeah. like we were talking about right. like on social media i wish like actual experts were being experts versus kathy with her high school education yeah. pretending to be an expert in things oh, um kathy. i i do think that pe hearing narratives like firsthand it's like i went through this this is actually what i feel mm -hmm. like please do politicize my experience because this is what I'm also asking for. This is what I agree with having gone through this, but I definitely agree. It's kind of like you're debating children. Yeah. Like that seems kind of like, Ooh, maybe I, we shouldn't do that. I definitely think like, yes, experts should be the one talking about it, but like the kids talking about it gives it a human perspective. Like you can rattle off all these facts about, gun control and gun laws but like to a lot of people those don't mean much 
Yeah. So when you have them, I think that there should have been experts talking about it, but maybe bring in the kids to talk about how they felt and, like, you know, their experiences because it does give a human perspective versus just a list of facts that go over a lot of people's heads because they're like, I don't know what this has yeah. to do with anything. I think it's also, like, the sensationalism of social media that, like, I don't think the town hall would have gotten as much attention as it had mm -hmm. if it was just like, and this representative. And it's like, I don't know who that is. Right. Whereas we instead have like all the gifts and the videos of the kids, you know, tearfully uh, giving their perspective mm -hmm. on uh, gun regulation. But I think that's a good and a bad thing, again, right. because it's yeah. like... They're not equipped to be handling this. I don't think we should be asking kids to be handling this. They should problems have like, of the country. Yeah. yeah, especially then everything that they do on social media and in the media at large is scrutinized. Yeah. Like to where now you're a crisis actor. You're not real. Yeah, yeah. And like there was a video of like they made like a Snapchat video or something where they were like hanging out together and people they were, were like, happy. how dare you smile? Yeah. After they're allowed this. to be happy again, <laughs> not in my world, man. Yeah, no, they're supposed to be sad. To fall children. back on the like gif and stuff thing, that's another thing that I do find problematic though. Because yeah, more people saw it, but even like CNN and Fox articles were teen asks Marco Rubio to not take in donations from the NRA, where we didn't. No one actually knows what actually happened in the town hall and what happened during oh. the revealed debates. We know the gifts and the pictures of them crying, and we know all the sensationalized things to where people on social media don't actually know what they need to know. Yeah. In theory, I think social media should be like, oh, hey, I saw someone tweeted this. I'm going to click on this link and read it carefully and view it yeah. when actually you're reading the headline and you're moving on, or you're reading the headline and worse, Posting your opinion about an Just article that. that you didn't read. Yeah. All social media is uh, like TLDR. <laughs> yeah. There was um, there was an April Fool's prank by NPR where it was like, did you know that people these days don't like the article uh, headline was like people don't read anymore. And then inside of the article, it was like, just post this and see how many people are going to like post bitching about this because they don't they didn't read it. And there were so many people that were like. Actually, I read all the time, and I think it's very offensive to suggest that people don't read anymore. And I'm very uh, diligent about looking into my sources, and it's like, it's a dude, dude, you, you go, Kathy. Read. <laughs> Kathy, no, Kathy. <laughs> Somewhere there's like a woman named Kathy that just posted like a picture of her dog on Facebook, and she just sneezes, and it's like, oh, I guess someone's talking about me. <laughs> like, we're just calling out Kathy. <laughs> Poor Kathy. Gosh. That's another thing on social media, call out posts, where I yeah. think I think sometimes it's like, okay, yeah, especially in niche communities, like mm -hmm. artist communities, it happens a lot. It's like, hey, this person has been really problematic and like asked me for nudes when I told them that I was a 16-year-old person. Like, Is that all? Hey, and being able to post that and then having that person like actually face consequences, but then... Anyone can post anything on the internet. Right. It's not necessarily have to be true. <sighs> social media. Social media. Social media. It's 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 a good thing and it's a bad thing. Yeah. 
I think one of the biggest things people credit social media to is uh, activism and promoting activism. You know, that's a big place where people can, uh, you know, post about their causes and get attention to that and organize on there. A lot of what the coverage in Ferguson wouldn't have happened on the scale that it did right. unless people were like posting things and videos and what it was actually going on on Twitter or um, the. Okay, I'm uneducated, but the Egyptian Revolution. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I again, I don't want to pretend to be an expert here, but right. a lot of that was organized via social media, and a lot of that got worldwide attention via social media. And yet, does social media actually create slacktivism rather than actual activism, where people are just like, "I'm just gonna post about this," pat on the back. There are definitely people that use it for real activism and to try to change the world. But then there are the people that just are like, I'm going to post this. Oh, I changed the world. And I you're did like, it, Ma. <laughs> I did like, it. No, you didn't do anything at all. You just shared a link. Yeah, I think our most recent election is a great example of how social media and people being like, no, I fight for change. I'm with her. Like, we're never going to let Donald Trump, who says all these awful, sexist, racist things, become president. And then when it actually comes to getting involved, going out and voting, doing the real things you're supposed to do, it shows that they don't. Because young people are the most active on social media, but then when you see how much they vote and how much they protest, like statistically, we do it the least. Yeah. So I, I think people think, well, I did my part. Because I shared this. Yeah. Yeah. If we could make the like 2020 election poll a Twitter poll, we'd be set. Oh like, my yeah. gosh, we would. We really would, though. But yeah, I definitely think, and I think that people would rather be like, okay, I share this on Facebook, I put it in my Twitter bio, etc., than like physically go out to like a protest, mm -hmm. which, you know, people are socially awkward. We're socially awkward. I'm socially awkward. But I think that being in a physical space and like, getting that kind of attention is much more powerful than yeah. Yeah. in mass people retweeting something. Physically being there versus just sharing something shows a lot more than I, sharing it. I'll say, yeah, I go to a lot of protests because I'm a political kind of fella. And I'm not kidding. I've seen multiple times people show up, they get out of their car, hold up a sign and take like a picture at the protest and then leave because they just wanted their picture for social media. Oh my God. Yeah. It makes uh, me very upset. Yeah. yeah no. That's... Yeah. Because it feels very, especially after a lot of the various things that have happened. What Pick your tragedy, honestly, honestly. at this point. But it feels like social media isn't doing what people are saying it does yeah. in terms of like piloting change like it really like you can retweet something as many times as you want everyone everyone in the world can retweet this and be like clearly we all agree on this one subject but that doesn't that's not what's going to change it people aren't going to be like right. okay well i saw this tweet everyone agrees with it so we got to change some policy here folks <laughs> Uh, you can make all the change.org petitions you want, but politicians don't really have to do anything with those. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the big things, too, is that, like, sign this petition or, like, people don't even sign it. They're just sharing it forward so yep. that you see, like, so many people have shared this petition. I'll go click on it. And then it's, like, three people have signed it, yeah. although you know at least ten people have shared it. And, yeah, I feel like it's one of those things, too, that people are can get very, like, 
self-congratulatory and be like, I'm, you know, I work really hard for all these causes. Yeah. And it's like, do you really though? Like how much money have you donated toward this? Like how, how much time, how much actual energy, like it is a good thing to want to support things and, you know, people live different lives. People might not be able to donate time or money toward a cause. And that's the best that they can do is share something on Facebook. But ultimately, it's hard to call sharing things on social media activism unless you're doing something further, like going and being there. Like, yeah. I wouldn't call myself, like, a social media activist because I share things. Like, I'm I'm not a great activist, but I like to think that creating things like this podcast helps or right. writing articles helps or participating in protests helps. Like... A real activist would be like uh, Sean King on Twitter. Yeah. And he's disseminating information at all times and going and seeking out information versus just being like in a basement tweeting about it somewhere. <laughs> like there's more behind that than just the tweets themselves. Absolutely. So there was this uh, in, in my uh, pop culture class the other day, we had this video when we were discussing about slacktivism. Um, there was an SNL skit and it's aged pretty hard because Louis C.K. was in it. Um, but it was essentially Louis C.K. like shared on Twitter. He was like, Black Lives Matter. And then all these people burst out into song like and they were like, you did it. You ended racism. We're saved. It's like, thank you. You did this. Thanks to you. Racism has ended. I'm glad. Like, yeah. And it's like. That's not what actually happens. It's it's a drop in a very large bucket. Oh, yeah. Very large bucket. Also, don't involve Louis C.K. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. <sighs> he's, I feel like he's kind of like, uh, what's her name? Lena Dunham, who I can't stand. Who every cause she's <sighs> a part of, she somehow manages to make worse. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's I learn about these things through social media. So that's yeah. one positive, especially things that, you know, people are a little more mm, should mm. we be publicizing that? We we might have like a a deal with making ads for girls or something and, you know, people don't want to write about that, but oh, Lena Dunham. Oh, Lena. Oh, Lena. <laughs> oh, Lena. And Every I, cause she gets a part of, she ruins. Stop. It's time to stop. It's time to stop. But um what do you guys think are socially responsible ways to utilize social media in today's very tragic age? I'd say you can tweet at your senator because you can retweet things, but your senator won't see them because he doesn't follow you. But you can tweet at your senator, which is kind of the same effect of calling your senator. You can also share where you can call your senator. You can share where protests are going on. So it's it's fine to share the these ideas and things you should be angry about, but I think it's better to actually share things and talk about things on ways you can change them. Yeah. I mean, I think going off that, like, I mean – going to a protest, staying for more than five minutes, and, like, maybe <laughs> live streaming it. Or, like, you know, talk yeah. about, like, hey, let's all, like, get a group together and go to this protest because let's try to actually make a difference. You can organize a yeah. protest on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. That works. That works for sure. I have a friend on Twitter and Facebook, Vivian Pong. She shared a picture of her dog, which is, like, it looks fake. It looks like a teddy bear. It's like so fluffy and cute. I can't stand it. But 
it was a sticky note on the dog that had her senator's number on it. So Beautiful. it's like, that is one way. Because people are going to reach it. They're going to be like, oh my gosh, look at this it's cute dog. And then there's information <laughs> with the dog. With the dog. I'm going to just go take a picture of like my cat with a sticker on his forehead that says no guns. No guns. <laughs> People retweet. Retweet. <laughs> you retweet this cat with a no gun sticker. Guns have to go away. Yeah. Eventually, your senator, who will eventually have to follow you, will. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, speak for yourself. My senator follows <laughs> <laughs> no, that that is not a thing. That's that's one of the things too is that I think people expect like, well, if enough people are angry about this and are tweeting about this and it's like, but like senators and politicians Y'all are like it. us and they create their own bubbles that they live in yeah. on social media where they're only seeing they certain see. kinds of posts, yeah. <sighs> Let's pop the bubble, guys. Let's do it. Pop. But I'm not going to argue with my relatives on Facebook. No. That's that's kind of where I draw the that's line. That's why I don't honestly. have a Facebook. My hey. family doesn't have a Twitter, and I don't have a Facebook. We keep it straight. Family dinners get real awkward real fast. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think that was one of the things where it's like should should we be calling people out whenever we see misinformation or problematic posts? Like even if it's someone you know on like Facebook, I do it offline. Mm. Like when I see them, I'll be like, hey, like. Here's like what you posted, but here's you know like the facts. scientific like evidence to back it up. Does he listen to me? No, but I try. Well, I tell you right now, I'm Ashley, not... my only science is Jesus. So <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not gonna call someone out over Facebook. First off, that's kind of embarrassing for the person, and second of all, like I just don't want to give. Them it down. doesn't facilitate yeah. conversation. No. Yeah, I think doing it in person, if you can get in contact with that person, especially makes them acknowledge that you're a person behind the screen as well, yeah. so that you have valid opinions. Especially when all you do is share the post, and you know, like. It has, like, where you can add your own commentary. Mm-hmm. He just puts yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I'm like, that's not adding anything to this conversation. No, no. So I'm like, okay. Fine. It's a whole word. What, do you, what else do you want from him? <laughs> He's added so much. Explanation. <laughs> anyway. no, I'm going to start using social media to call out my relatives. I'm going to make a Facebook just to, like, at my mom. <laughs> You're like, no. But listen here, that, Tiff. That's the name of your Facebook page. Just calling it's, out my mom. Yeah. <laughs> He's calling out my mom. <laughs> At Facebook. Wrong. Like, when we, I was 12, you told me dinner was ready. I came downstairs <laughs> and you told me to set the table. <laughs> Lies and slander. Lies. You lied to you all your life. Oh, my Honestly. gosh. Honestly. <laughs> you that's, also that's told the, me I was straight. What was that about? <laughs> that's the right kind of call-out post. Like, I'll support that kind of It's <laughs> like, Mom, point. dinner wasn't ready, <laughs> but you said it was. And then you made me do a chore. That's like a result. Hold up here. Write an entire article about it. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Reasons why my mom is problematic. <laughs> Number one, dinner wasn't ready yet. <laughs> I love it. I love it, guys. Uh, and I love hate social media. It's Yay. it's 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 a tool. Yeah. And tools can ultimately either be used for good or to stab people in the face. That's uh, true. <laughs> you can stab someone with anything if you try hard enough. It's true. Uh, marshmallows, man. A little more difficult, but You'll it can work. There. You'll get there. You'll yeah. Get there <laughs> but this has been the Coven Podcast. I have been your host, Daily Wilhelm, the Witch of the Wavelengths. Joining me today was. Ashley Curry, the Witch of Heroes. And Matthew Yep, the Druid of Depression. I'm so sad. <laughs>
so sad <laughs> and you'll be able to tell that if you follow him on twitter but you should definitely follow bite yeah yeah <laughs> bite vsu on twitter on facebook on youtube and on instagram because we're all up in the social media whether yes. or not we're using that for good or for evil you have to go follow us to find yes. out it's a um <laughs> it's a, it is a mystery um we're here on itunes at the ball state daily along with um we're on soundcloud and um where 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 you want us? Where anywhere? Please listen to us. And but we're especially here at bitebsu.com. Thank you guys for joining us and joining us again next week when we talk about something I'm sure the internet has done lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs>